Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dave Noodles, and we are on the Type 88 show, where we talk to people about how they turn their dreams into reality. And this man right here, I met him almost about a decade ago at the Afropunk Festival. And I, w- I visited a lot of vendors, and a lot of them really blew my mind. But this, and But I was like, you know what? I'm only going to really buy maybe one thing two things and like his stuff just caught my eye that day i had to bring home a piece and i've been following this man's journey ever since and every week he's just either made me laugh made me go what is this i'm like oh what like he he really brings out emotion when you you uh you see his work and his work ethic is unstoppable right now he's just been on a tear he hasn't stopped dreaming and I got Aleem Smith with us right now on the Type 88 show. How are you, my brother? Hello, everybody. It's Pastor Jay Knight, also known as Aleem Smith. Dang, that's crazy. Was it was Afro Punk is, is near and dear to my heart. What pieces did you get? So I got the the Poetic Justice with the with the Janet and the Tupac. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite ones. Bro, what I loved, I was like, it, it just, it connected me because one, I love nostalgia. And then two, I love original takes of nostalgia. So you just kind of hit me on so many different angles, you know, but then it reminded me of other stuff. And I was like, oh, is this from this? Like, I was just like curious about it. And like, I was like, yeah, I got to have this piece. So thank you for that. You, man, I'd probably, I, I probably, I mean, if it was 10 years ago, I definitely blew that money. You probably helped me get, like, <laughs> a vegan barbecue sandwich or something. So, so for anyone who doesn't know, maybe let us know where you grew up and how growing up there played a part in your life. I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, which is, like, 30 minutes from Philly, two hours from New York two hours from D.C. It's the first state. It's not a lot of stuff to do there. It's a lot of parks. Um, everything closes down at like 7, 8 o'clock. No, 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 no. 6 or 7 o'clock. Um, but I had an amazing life. Kind of country grew. It's a little country. I had an amazing time growing up in Wilmington. I think it's because it allowed me to be very creative because there was nothing to do. Like me and my friends would just make stuff up all the time there was literally nothing to do there they had a fun skate for a little bit they closed that down it's just open parking lots of parks love it so which is an interesting time in our lives because at that age it's so easy to get caught up in this there's always growing up in new york there was always so much stuff going on it was easy to get caught up in things that kind of took me down certain paths so there was, you said there was just not too much to do, right? Like you were just, uh-huh. wow. It was so, awesome. I feel like I, I love it for that. Yeah. It just made you invent stuff. You just invented different ways to have fun. Like me and my friends, we, uh, <laughs> we would, we, I remember one time we just went to the dollar store, like 13, 14, brought some Santa Claus hats. We were like today, gonna go to Burger King and get some salt and pepper shakers. 
and that was our mission for the day because there was literally nothing to do so yeah it was it was was just like uh what's that movie it was great it was great for that that's that's real man just having people in your life to even create with at that young age is just a blessing having just people in your life i was talking about it yesterday i'm like i grew up i literally had five friends you know and just to have that many was still a blessing and to still have it so in terms of the art like because clearly you know you again santa hats but like where did where did you kind of stumble upon like that creative juice where you just started making something or painting or like how did that even spark for you? I think it sparked. I genuinely think it's like a genetic thing because I found out on my biological father's side, all of my brothers and him could draw. I never met them. My mom is a great artist. My aunt had shows. She had like off-Broadway shows and huge L.A. shows where Eddie Murphy and Donald Glover were coming. Ironically, Donald Glover Donald Glover were going to her shows. It was in the newspaper and stuff. So I feel like it's a genetic thing. The first memories I have were for first grade. I hope this road is way too loud. <laughs> but it was first grade um, show and tell. And I remember drawing like Bugs Bunny and Tweety Bird and all of the cartoons that were on my underwear and presenting them for. Um, that's the first remembered memory I have of art. That's crazy. How old were you at that time? Like six. That's crazy. It was like Photoshop on Nintendo. It was yeah. It was, it was like Microsoft Paint, right? Where like yeah. you kind of had a few tools. There were some shape maker things. I didn't. I never had it. I always saw the commercial for it. But you had it. Awesome. Yeah. Yo, it what I love, man, it's like the simplicity, right? Like you didn't have so much going on, so you weren't like distracted, and then it was like, Well, how do I keep my mind occupied? And then you got you got lost in like the simplicity of you know, you're like, Oh, we're gonna go get Santa hats and, and get salt and pepper shakers for the day or like Mario paint, you know? Like now as a youth, right? You're you're seven, eight. There's like a million games to get lost in. Oh man. It's like how do you how do you even find a creative bug now as a youth when you're like you could go into these alternate worlds that are so fancy and so crazy. Yes. And it's like, how do I start my own? What I loved about you growing up, you made you made your own worlds. You know, you were drawn you you were using your imagination. You're like, all right, this is our quest for the day. We're going to go out and get some salt and pepper shakers and get Santa hats or whatever. And just I, I, there's this beauty in just being able to find happiness in the simple things in life. And um, I, I can't really tell anyone to be like, hey, you got to do it this way or that way. But like, I feel like like just having dinner with someone, talking to someone, calling someone out of the blue, like we can't let those things wash away yes and they are it feels like they're washing away with how much we're on on these devices and computers everybody is like five-year-old is and the dad is teenager is and 
it's just like ah, so many people in a room but not around each other. That ugh, yeah, we can't lose that. We can't lose that because that's the only thing that's actually real. Yeah. Yeah, bro. You don't know how many times I call people and they're like, "Is everything okay, bro?" And I'm like, "I was just calling you to say hi." And they're like, "What?" Like, say hi. Like, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, it's a thing. Like, I do that. Like, you should know this by now. I've done it many times. But it's like it's almost becoming like the call is almost like an intrusion. Like. A, you're calling me and trust me, I've been guilty too. Like what? Someone's calling me while I'm here. Like they didn't text me. And I'm like, Oh shit. What, what's going on with me right now? We're all in our personal bubbles. Oh, it's, it's, it, it, it feels like the matrix more important every day. Yeah, man. What I really, what I, what I think is really dope about you 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 are connected to pop culture for sure you know you anyone who's checked out your work knows you got your hand on the pulse of what's happening how do you kind of find time to enjoy the little things but then find balance to do your art spend time with the people you love how do you make it all work uh, trying my best to figure it out yeah. I think what I usually yeah, <laughs> I think what I usually do is um artwork usually is in like first. It'll be like a whole month where it's just like a whole month or two months every day straight. I'm just making stuff. And I would just ride that the wave of whatever I made for those two months for the rest of the year. Gotcha. And it just been the rest of the time it's like what else could be cool? <laughs> just chilling with my friends and family, just talking and relaxing. But sometimes I can get I can get so obsessed with thinking of new thoughts. That's a that's I feel like that's more the time that it takes to create artwork than actually create artwork. It's like what am I gonna do? But even while I'm doing that, I'm always I try my best. I'm trying my best. I can say always I try my best to call my friends, talk about these ideas, talk about what they're thinking about, talk about what's going on in their life. And then that also gets incorporated into the art. Like, I need that. Like, my art would be nothing without people around me and their influence. It's so that's real. That's how anything makes it to anybody else's eyes. My friends or my mom or my dad, somebody had to approve it first. That'd be like, nah, that's dope. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, they'll be like, oh, I can't come up with ideas. I'm I'm hitting a block. I'm like, it's like, yo, go outside. Go do something. Go, Go have a moment. Like, or think about a moment. Think about a time. Like, think about your brother. Like, if I thought about my brother, boom, all of a sudden, I'm back on the game. Because I, I think about the stuff he went through, think about his things he's overcome, things he's trying to overcome, what he's dealing with. Same thing with my pops. It's like, think of someone that matters to you. And, and then I also tell people, I'm like, yo, make stuff that you're not going to share. Make stuff just for one person. Like you're making a gift for your mom. You're writing a poem for your mom. And that's the only person who sees this shit. Don't worry about it becoming a thing. And like if it goes up, the likes shouldn't be the currency that feeds your soul. You know what I mean? Or Or the sales. I was like, yo, make something for someone. And just feel that moment. And feel that vibe and that energy of rapping to your mom. Like I've done it and it's 
been the most memorable things of my life. Like rapping to my mom, rapping to my dad on their birthdays. Like make a moment with someone and give something to someone that no one else will see. So like, which kind of brings me to this now, you know, like I remember when I met you, you had, you had a very good reception of your work in the almost, I think it was, it's been about eight or eight to 10, maybe not 10 yet. I know I said 10 earlier. There's been quite a wave now where there's even more exposure on your work. There's more eyes. There's more people kind of expecting, I'm sure they're expecting more fire. Absolutely. <laughs> so how has that a kind of uh, been a process for you? Because, you know, a lot of people kind of, I know a lot of people, they're like, yo, I got to hit 10,000 followers. I got to hit this. So like, there's, there's more like these social numbers, which does result in other things, opportunities, find the different things. You've, you have now a lot of eyes on what you're doing. Has that affected you positively, negatively? Like, how's that affected you um, with everything? How are you working with that? In 2017, it affected me negatively. So I got, that's when I did the meme series initially. And they got way more attention than I was anticipating. In my mind, I was going to get that attention when I was like 35 or something. Media all of that stuff have accelerated what happened in a short amount of time. So I wasn't ready for any of those odds. I was overthinking everything. I probably have, I don't even probably have, I know I have a room stacked up with paintings no one has ever seen. Because everyone I was about to post, I'm like, oh, I don't know, what if they don't like this? I'm looking at the numbers, comparing the numbers to other numbers, all that stuff. But now, I think because I, I feel like I had to go through that or whatever. Yeah. Now I don't care because it's not that it's not about what people think, but it's more so how it seems to be in my perception. Maybe I got psychosis, maybe I'm crazy. From my perception, when I focus on making art and I just share it with people, good things happen. So if that's like the, that's how good things happen, I'm just gonna keep making stuff. I don't even care, whatever, this is how good, this is how the universe is responding to me. I got to make something. So I'm just going to make it. And I don't care if people like it or not, because it seems like somebody will like it. And then that's good enough. That's, and that's so real too. And I could imagine kind of the tug of war because like, I, I can't imagine how Kanye felt after he made college dropout, like the amount of pressure to follow up something. And then after that, to then follow it up again, then to follow it up again. But then there's, I, you were kind of pointing out and then I, I see it too. It's like, they love you. They love you. And like, as when you're become a fan of an artist, you have to, I, I, I've had to get to this point where I'm like, I love this artist. If they're doing something entirely different, it's not about me. I'm here to enjoy what they're bringing me. I had to, I had little to do with, I'm contributing to maybe a small bit, but they have to grow their way. They have to evolve their way and whatever they want to show me, I should just be grateful to witness it. You know, if it's a Kanye album, an Eminem album, a Batman movie. And like, for me, I've tried to 
I, I try not to be so critical in comparison to previous work. I'm like, yo, they put in the time. And then a lot of the time I'm like, could I have done it? Almost every time I'm like, no. I'm like, yo, enjoy, enjoy it. Because there's artists, Jay Dilla, there's MF Doom that are not going to be able to make something tomorrow new. It's you know, whatever their family brings us or brings back or remixes or whatever. So like, I'm like, yo, I just got to enjoy whatever they want to bring me because these moments aren't going to be here forever. So I'm so happy that you, you found peace with what you're doing, bro. I'm glad I have to. I was stressed out. <laughs> but also, I think back to what you were saying, I feel like that makes the best art when artists... As soon as the artist tries to become like a caricature of what they are, that's when things get really weird. Yeah. The best products come from when artists are just going to keep being or releasing whatever's coming through me without overthinking about overthinking it, overthinking how I'm going to package it, all of this extra stuff. I wasn't thinking like that when I made the college dropout, so I can't think like that when I make. Dark Twisted Fantasy. I got to think the same way. However I was thinking was the right way to be thinking to make a college dropout. So don't overthink. He wasn't thinking about people before. So don't think about him now. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I hear you, bro. And we become so connected to the process and the product. It just means so much to us, too, right? Like, Because I'm always like... I'm always t having that battle where I'm like, Dave, don't overthink it. And then I'm like... But I need to. I need to think about this. I need to iron this little piece out to get to this piece of fabric. Or I can't drop this unless I have the map to this or whatever. So uh, it it's this. It's good pressure, you know, that these are the things that are pressuring us. Because, you know, there's people fighting whole different fights. You know what I mean? We see it. Day to day. And I'm, I'm like, yo, the... I know so many teachers, bro, they're dealing with some crazy, some of the, what they deal with, my, my lady included, bro, they're dealing with some, they come home, they're, they're finished. And I'm like, I'm, I got a bunch of friends that are teachers, it's wild right here. And I'm like, and I'm sometimes like, oh, why can't they have another hustle? And I'm like, and then I'm there for like three hours and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's why. Because if I multiplied this by three, I would be finished too. <laughs> so shout out to all the people, you know, on, on the front lines or whatever they're doing, whether it's like building a building or, you know, building a curriculum for youth. Um, but yeah, man, but bro, I'm, I'm really proud of you because I've literally been following your journey since that day I copped that poetic justice and you just... You, you personify don't stop dreaming. And it's not like you're sitting home hoping that someone will knock on your door. Like, you are painting, painting, painting. Like, I see it, bro. Like, how many hours a week or a month do you think that you're actually spending painting? If you, like, total that shit up. I totally At this point, about what I have put out, and I only think that no one has ever seen yeah, yeah, like time in the gym, you know what I mean? Like you, the work that maybe no one saw, just you you in the gym, like, and you in the gym is you painting or practicing. Sometimes, that's the thing about it. Sometimes, 
All right, so I would say from like, I spent a lot of time because I went to uh, middle school for the arts. So from middle school to 12th grade, all gym. That's all gym right there. That's straight gym. Um, yeah. Didn't sell nothing, just straight gym. Um, from like 18 to 25, had a bunch of, I was a street sweeper. I was cleaning up the factory where they just uh, made latches. Delivering newspapers, so I'll be trawling at all of those jobs, trawling and painting, discussion. Like, I definitely got a smooth fifteen hours. I mean, full, smooth fifteen years in the gym. Wow. But once I started taking it seriously, I started painting less. But I feel like I'm still in the gym, but it's now it's in my mind. It's not about. It's like the paint is whatever now. I feel like I spent enough time with the mediums, mediums or whatever. Now it's just like, how do I simplify? How do I simplify like reality? I might just be looking at something for a long time. Yeah. And that is now like gym time. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the easiest way to simplify and break it all down. Yeah, you're like studying tape, like how a, a athlete would study the tape. Like they're not yeah. dribbling, but you're. You're you're evaluating your moves. You're planning. You're plotting. You you know you're scheming the moves of how to make it work. Yeah. I love it, bro. That's that's a lifer, man. This is. I always tell everyone. I'm like, yo, you want overnight success? Bust your ass for 14 years. Yes. <laughs> and then one night you'll have overnight success. One of them. <laughs> yeah. You gotta put that gym time in. Like I used to make PowerPoints. Cause I, alright. So when I graduated, Cap Callaway, I, I got diagnosed with epilepsy, which was triggered by me like not getting enough sleep. So I'm gonna die if I just go to school and just actually try to do arts as a college student. So I didn't go to college, and I just started on Facebook. I added mad people went to college. I would ask them what they were doing in college, like what their projects were. I would do their projects like in my own free time. And also I would make like PowerPoints because sometimes I couldn't really get access to a place where you could draw nude people, have people pose for you. I would make like a PowerPoint and just have it like time for 60 seconds and just doing 60 second sketches for like hours. Like I was doing so much. I was like, I'm not, they're not going to be nice. I'm not accepting. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's so, discipline, yeah. bro, to even pursue. I, I try to always tell people, like, yo, when you finish school, you don't finish school. You're locking yourself into something else. Or someone's locking you into whatever they want you to do. Pick your choice. I'm going to pick for you. Like, all right, man, you got to work for me. You got to lift these boxes 24 hours a day, 40 hours a week. Or you're going to make the choice to lock into whatever that thing is that you want to make your thing. And you lock You locked in, bro. That's who you got to sacrifice. Sometimes hang with the homies. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's fun. You got to sacrifice going out sometimes. You got to sacrifice. You got to make a lot of sacrifices because you got to be in the gym. You got to be in the gym. I had to wait. <laughs> gotta apply that pressure. Yeah. 
to yourself. No, I love it, bro, because what I love, the things you pointed out, you're like, you were kind of alone on your journey in a way, you know, you're, you're making your art. Other people, of course, have their careers, things pursuing that they're doing, but you would check in on your people. You would show them. You would build a community around what you're doing. You would get, you would crowdsource. Yo, what's this? How'd you, how'd you, what are you thinking of this? Oh, did you see this? Oh, and they talked to you. Did you see this? And those conversations spark something for you. Then you basically were like, all right, I can't make school because it's going to put me here and it's going to put me in a tough predicament, even a tougher one. And I'm trying to help my family here, but I'm going to still school myself. I'm going to still educate myself and invest time to learn. That's so valuable, bro. Super valuable, man. Yeah, with that time. That's so rare, bro. And that that's, bro, we see all this stuff, you know, on social media. We see the highlights. But, bro, it's the stuff like that. I, I tell any kid, bro, who plays a sport or loves anything, I'm like, I was like, yo, champs are made in the off season. It's the time where people aren't watching you. You're not posting. You're not, you know, celebrating. It's those all those moments that no one sees what is going on during those moments. And it's not. And what I love, what you said, you're like, yo, I didn't want to burn myself out. I didn't want to overload to a point where I would even die or, you know, get to a point where I was so burned out driving home after a 20 hour. You know what I mean? That that affects us. You were very conscious of your own life and like, yo, what's best for me? I got to make this move. I got to put this piece here. And you made those moves, bro. I love it. What do you, what would you say to someone that's like, you know, they've been pursuing their dream. They know where they're, you know, they know where they want to go, but they kind of just keep hitting these walls. Like, and they're like, yo, I'm not getting the followers. Oh, the month. I'm not even able to sell any of my stuff. You know, we all go kind of through. We've both had those moments. Definitely. What would you tell someone like that going through that? Or what did you tell yourself? You, you know, because I, there was probably a point where you probably weren't selling art every minute since you started learning. I'm not at all. <laughs> what would you um, tell someone who's... Think, what would I tell somebody else? What was I telling myself? Like, they're trying to cross over to, like, oh, I really want to do this all the time, but it hasn't. What I honestly told myself is Soldier Boy is not better than me. If Soldier Boy <laughs> can crank that and make something happen, I can make something happen. You heard me tell, like, I would just do it based off of the numbers. I would just, I wouldn't try to think about what I'm actually experiencing sometimes. It's like, there's 7 billion people on this planet. I only need like I only really need like a thousand to really fuck with me hard. So I would I would say that to myself and also I was obnoxious. I would tell somebody that's going through that, yo, you gotta be obnoxious. You gotta make a newsletter, you gotta get in people's DMs, you gotta be annoying. It don't matter if they don't like you, they didn't like you before they didn't know you. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta I mean just like you you met me outside. I would yeah. what I would tell an artist is you gotta vend like 
If, yeah. if even if you can't be a part of some event in Art Basel, just hit the corner with some prints. Have them in a jacket. Do something creative. Like if you're an artist, do something creative. You got to do something to grab people's attention. I love it. It's so real. It's so real because we get caught up, not caught, I don't mean it in a bad way, but we get very consumed in the final product. Mm-hmm. But I love how you were like, get a little caught up in meeting people, get a little caught mm-hmm. up in, all right, you don't got a budget. Be creative and find Yeah, what you going to do without no budget? That's why I would tell my friends all the time. I was like, look, we don't need that much money. We just got to be smart. Just have to think. You just have to think like what well, Silicon Valley is a, is a, full of a bunch of businesses that don't need a thing. It's just like a, a good idea. They just had great ideas. Like you telling me we can't think of something. That's free. We got time to think. We can think of something. We can figure something out. We can make something shape. That's I love it. No, that's so real, man. I'm watching the dropout, and these people literally became a billion-dollar company off an idea for, and they didn't even have a working prototype. It's crazy. An idea. So what if you got a few people in your neighborhood to believe in you or even a local arts council? You told them your story. there's definitely huge value in getting people to believe in you and then showing and proving because when you get to that point now, like think about you, bro, you hit these moments where now the there's like a spotlight on you. There's kind of an expectation. You showed up though. It wasn't like, all right, I hit my moment. I'm good. Like that was I love uh, Uncle Ben, bro. When, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, it does. That's just the facts. You got to be ready for that. A lot, I mean, I would definitely want to tell artists, you got to be ready for that part. You want all of this attention or you want your work to have attention. Not necessarily you, but you want to get your work out there. You got to be ready for what comes with all of that and being able to handle that or making sure you know the people that you need to reach out to to handle that or Cause it's not just about art. <laughs> not yeah. just about art. Not at that point in time. Cause yeah, I mean, we've seen. I mean, everybody has seen millions of popular moments that just fade away. Yeah. And it's because they weren't ready for that moment. They weren't expecting the moment. You gotta. If you want something, you gotta be moving like you're anticipating. You don't like go to go hunting without any weaponry like you ain't gonna you think you're just gonna catch a deer just you're just gonna catch one just outside nah you gotta be ready for it in your mind just imagine what's gonna come imagining all right what if a million million people even at the same time am i ready for that what would that what would i need to be ready for that that's unreal all of that stuff you just gotta be you gotta be ready for things to happen and i feel like that's when the I mean, I, I hate when it sounds hippity-dippity, but it, 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 that's feel like that's what the universe, I feel like it, Yeah. for lack of a better word, it feels like things just open up when you're ready for it. It's so real. It's so real, man. I've been, uh, a few months ago, I was sitting with my best friend's father, and this guy is... 
he's very uh he's very awesome. I grew up with him. We have different beliefs in different places, but mm-hmm. that never stopped me from you know, we were talking about everything from like Colin voting, but then we got onto my podcast. And he was like, "Hey man, you I love that you're interviewing all the these rappers." He's he's like, "That's great." He's like, "You should try to interview more people." That are outside of outside of that world. Like you should challenge yourself a little bit. And I, bro, it's so crazy because I've interviewed a lot of people, but it was like ninety percent rappers. And I love rappers. You know, like most of them are. They're all my friends. But that convo, bro, did something to me where I was like, you know what? I gotta. I'm gonna go a little bit out the box, and then here we are. You know, I got it. I got an interview with someone next week. This one. This, and it's like that was kind of a, like a turning point for me of someone who didn't even listen to the show. Kind of hit me with a criticism in a good way and kind of a suggestion. I w- and it, it's kind of like, how do you take it? Right. Like someone gives you kind of a note. Do you let it kind of be like a breaking point for you or a making point? And then you can filter it out right. how you want. So I took it how I wanted, and I I was like, "Yo, this is kind. Of, this is golden. He has a point, and bro. It's opened up the doors in so many ways, not monetarily, because I do this mainly to have just conversations with people and learn about what what was important to you, what is important to you, what makes you move and dream. But it really it opened me up to talk to so many different people, bro. And like, how has it been for you? You've met you've met thousands of people now on your journey. How how has that been for someone who kind of grew up? You only had a few friends. You weren't around a lot of people, and now you're in all these like kind of high energy, heavy populated amount of people, and you're you're talking to lots of people. And like, how's that shift been for you? That's a really good question. <laughs> That's a good question. How has that shifted? Well, sometimes. I mean, typically, it's pretty awesome because I feel like I, I often meet people that I naturally vibe with wherever I'm at. It's like the same vibe everywhere. I'm meeting like the cool people that I would get along with if we met in any state anywhere. Um, but sometimes uh, it definitely is like for, for right now, because this my right now answer would be different than like a couple months ago answer. <laughs> right yeah, yeah. now. It can be a bit exhausting. Yeah. It can be a bit exhausting talking to all a bunch of different people and then just trying to make sure you remember their names and everything and just making sure you remember everything. Because yeah. more people might know me sometimes than I know, like, them or they might have met me where I'm just, like, at, at Afropunk. I'm just focused on I paid $800 to been here. I'm just trying, I got to get my money back. <laughs> I, I might have had a really dope conversation, but I'm just, I'm not all the way entirely present, but I'm present. Yeah. Or I just had like a hundred conversations that day. And I remember the last couple of them. So it can be tiring, but it's fucking awesome at the same time. Like it's awesome. It's awesome. People even want to acknowledge me, talk to me, whatever. That's just awesome. That part is awesome. But I feel like, that. because I come from a place like Delaware, 
and I'm me and my friends and family, everybody's so low key. There's there's not really many pop people from Delaware. Like Delaware is such a chill, <laughs> calm, peaceful place. So sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to be out because I'm not used to going out to places. There's, there's nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. I but then once I get out, I'm like, oh, this is, this is that bad. I'm cool. It's fine. It's fine. I was thinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's real, bro. I feel that. And, and like with anything, right? I always say that kind of the people and the things that stress us out the most, most of the time, are the biggest blessings. Most of the time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh, like, people yeah. that piss me off the most, I love them the most. Mm-hmm. Because they can get under my skin the deepest. You know the key to me. You're just using it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. And so I feel you. Like, there's never this, like, perfect day where everything just goes right 100%. There's always the balance of things and then the figuring it out and the solving it. And I think that's what makes life uh, pretty awesome. Even though in the moment, it's pretty, it could get stressful. And like, damn. I had problems with art for a long time. Like, for a long time, even in my gym time, there was a thing where I just would only finish one half of a picture. All pictures, I'm just finishing one side. And then I just never, never complete any of it. But I mean, one side will be completed. But that was like cool for me to finish it because I was so stressed out about it being so perfect. I was too stressed out about it being perfect and not just accepting like, all right, sometimes your voice is going to crack artistically. <laughs> Everything ain't going to be fire. It's not gonna be fire all the time. You gotta accept it. And you just gotta work through it. Just keep working through it. It'll get better. But it's yeah. not gonna get better if you don't work through it. So that's the same as like talking to people sometimes. Cause I mean, also my brother is like one of my brothers is ten years older than me. The other one is eighteen years older than me. So I kind of grew up like an only child. So I can be super cool being by myself and alone. Mm. But reality isn't about that. Humanity isn't about that. Life isn't about being alone. You gotta open up. You gotta you just gotta who cares? Be awkward. Go out there and be awkward. <laughs> oh, it's real. Mm-hmm. So I, I those are amazing things to live by, bro, and I totally hear all that. what I wanna I'm also curious too about this because I know you you paint. Mm-hmm. But as we see in the world, there's there's all these new technologies. There's the iPads, the pens, the NFTs. There's all these new things that where we want to embrace, right? Mm-hmm. How has that been? Because I've seen that you've done done some NFT stuff. I've seen you've done some digital stuff. How is kind of um? Because I know I know some artists that are just like you know what I'm only painting. I don't care. I'm not really doing anything extra. But I see you've been dabbling and you've been executing in 3D model, 3D modeling, NFT, digital. What's been your approach of kind of stepping out of kind of your comfort zone painting to kind of dabble in new things? To I think yourself. I think uh, I think earlier you said something about being on the pulse. I feel like personally, as a painter, I would love for things to just be organic and natural. And nobody ever go digital. 
no more digital anything, no NFTs. I hate all of this stuff. <laughs> but if you want to be connected to what's actually presently happening, even if you don't like it, understand why you don't like it. Get into it. Like I, I, I had to dive into it, but it sparked a whole bunch of ideas because I just saw all the things a lot of digital artists weren't doing that I could do if I decided to do digital art because I'm not seeing them do it. Um, even like, I'll just, this is just free game if for any digital artist listening. Y'all download uh, brushes and packs. Like, I don't see enough digital artists coming out with their own brushes and packs to buy for other artists to use. Like, there's so many different things in digital art. Um, but I like the I like and hate the VR stuff because it makes me think of the Matrix. Okay. It makes me think of people being more isolated from people. But then it's like there are some really amazing applications for it. So it's all about everything's about moderation, man. Yeah. It's all about moderation. Because uh, the, the, the digital stuff is cool because like there's you can make an argument for it for like it's better for the environment to a certain extent as far as making all these plastic paints and these weird brushes and these canvases and all this. I don't know. It could be better for the environment as far as like a waste on a waste level, but something about it just feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It feels like, can you do that in real life though? Like that's dope, but can you do it in real <laughs> life though? Like if the, if the computer died, if there was a solar flare, no more electricity. Can you recreate that without that? <laughs> That's important for me to know, but it's 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 still cool if you can't. It's still cool if you can't. That's real. It's just like music production. Like it went from very complicated methods to I can make a beat right now while we on this call. <laughs> and right. it might be all right. So like Yeah. It just comes with it. No, that's real, bro. And <clears throat> and I've seen the new stuff you're working on with the digital side and I'm intrigued by it. And I just, to me, bro, like it, it's the same as looking at, you know, just an artist that I trust. It's like, yo, you're, you're the captain of the ship and we're here to just, you know, kind of watch and see how it goes, you know? And I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy to see artists loving what they do and keep doing it and whatever they do. I'm all for it, you know. Like I, I, I love seeing how Jada Kiss kind of resurged last year, even though he's been my top five before he was saying top five. Right, and absolutely. He, and he solidified many people being like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, oh snap!" Like, yes. You know, and um, and it's just like I love seeing stuff like that, bro. So like in 20 years, I can't wait to see. I can't. I can't wait to just see what you're doing then, you know, and it's so cool because we don't even know, right? Like, or, right, the world, it's just so unique. <laughs> you don't even so, know. I, could I might be having my mind paints right. out, of, out of crushed flowers and stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going to be going on. I hope everything's good. I hope it'll be even beyond digital where there's some, like, holographic yeah. art thing to work with and 3D print in real time. That would be wild if you could sculpt. That would be crazy if you could sculpt a hologram and then it could just be printed. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, that's what I want to be doing in twenty years. That'd be nuts. Or if they could let, or if they could like, imagine if we could kind of digitally render our dreams almost like the oh. bro and like the dream could become like a freaking like a like a clip like, it could be a clip it could be a it could be a haunted house somebody can visit in vr they could go live in your dreams oh my god it could, bro, oh, how uh, crazy could that be that's just hitting such a deep for something to be able to do that, bro, like that's just yeah, that's scary. That's where it gets scary. It's, too, it's getting too close. It's, I yeah, don't know yeah. something so wrong about it. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> I grew up on CD-ROMs, so that to me, yeah. if I'm not around for that, I won't miss it. <laughs> nah, not at all. I'll be absolutely fine if I miss it. <laughs> but what I love about it, though, you embrace it, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, you know what, this, I'm not gonna be too old for this. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to see if it's for me. I'm going to find my way. Maybe it's not fully. Like, and that's why I love, you know, bring back to Jada, but like he kept his sound consistent. Same with Hove. Same with certain yeah. people. Like I, I was watching the Warren Buffett Jay-Z interview. It was one of the most inspiring interviews um, where they just kind of talked about their framework mm. and how they approach how they look at things and bro that alone just hearing buffett speak for an hour bro game changer for me and then next to hove where he talked about maintaining his framework regardless of what happened like you know they were doing this and i still did what i did because i it was true to me yeah but but i love how he adapted he had he would have a drake he would have he would have Timbaland do some sci-fi beat and mm-hmm. still kept it futuristic, but true to his core. That's the key, man. You got to be able to adapt, but don't lose yourself in the adaptation. That's some shit, bro. It is. Cause so many people get lost in it, but the, the goats, they know how to adapt and not get lost in it. Yeah. That's some real, <laughs> that's some real stuff, man. There's so many rappers that, yeah, man, yeah, nah, you know, yeah, there's so many rappers that just lost, that's, it'd be sad, like, Andre 3000 is maybe one of the best examples of, like, don't matter which time you put him in, you can put him on a 1920 song, <laughs> yep. or something 20 years from now, and it's gonna be fire, regardless, like, oh, yeah, you gotta, he's, yeah, he's you gotta have your bro. framework together, but be able to adapt. It's like sacred geometry, like a shape that can't be crushed, and it it can just mold and move in any way you want it to. But it's still the same shape. Yeah, and it's like you stay you're staying true to your your core, you know. Mm. And and it's crazy because today we're actually celebrating the 14 years of my brand. And of course, oh. this this interview isn't about me; it's about you. But like when I started. I was like, yo, I'm not doing nothing with no titties on it. I'm not doing mm-hmm. nothing with no drugs on it. I'm mm-hmm. not doing anything. I was like, the core is streetwear, community. I want to be able to talk in schools. I want my brother to love it, who was like a streetwear fanatic. Right. And I want to be able to see my, have my grandma be like, yo, I get that. Like it was a weird scope of how I took the approach, but I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not over. I'm not doing this with no. 
because there people have asked me like, yo, do you want to do this thing with the weed thing? And this was like 14 years ago and I'm not against weed. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go into my past, but right. um, I was like, nah, nah, I'm not, you know, this is the core of who we are, the brand. You, whatever I do, you know, at later at night or if I go to a club or whatever, that's that thing. But this is the brand. This is what we're doing. Mm. And, and here we are, bro. 14 years later, talking in multiple schools. Congratulations, man. I'm, I'm blessed, man. I just think 14 true. years is hard to maintain for a lot of people, man. Bro, I feel I feel how you felt like I was doing any job that I could just to pay off trademarks and to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> buy, yeah. su- buy supplies buy the mpc that didn't work or this thing that that we wanted to fix to do this so like it's just non-stop you know and bro i'm so proud of you man to hear that what you've been doing since a child to yes. now like fast forward some time bro like children all over the world are seeing your art now on hulu uh, you know, I've hinted enough at it, but like, you know, I'm I'm super proud of you to, you know, be seeing your art all over Atlanta, the, the show, one of my favorite shows. That show is incredible. I saw that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know those eyes. Like, I know the way those <laughs> cheeks bend. And then when you posted, I was like, yo, what? And then maybe you could tell me just how that felt like to be able to kind of create something for such a a show that you know that matters so much to so many of us it's absolutely nuts because <laughs> i was watching donald glover when i was in high school like when he was it was a channel called Derek comedy where he was just making funny videos before he was even doing music seriously at all so i've been a fan for a long time so when they reached out I was just like, nah, this ain't real for real. I didn't think it was real for real. Cause sometimes you get emails, you get people email you all kinds of stuff to scam me. I was like, man, this ain't really real. It ain't why Cause it was just a random email. It wasn't like, I don't even know how to apply for stuff like that. I, like my hustle is making art, vending, doing shows and all that. So they hit me up and it started off with a, um audition. It was like an audition to do the work. Oh, wow. I passed the audition. Then I had to do the same thing I did in the audition for like another two months to, to like get the characters like spot on. Then the characters had to approve the drawings. Then I got to paint it. Um, and I did like three over 300 edits over 300 edits just to get to the point where I could start painting. <laughs> and that was like five months. That was like five months of just making edits every wow. day until I could start painting. I couldn't tell nobody nothing. I, so I just looked like I ain't doing nothing. I'm like, I can't even really talk about it. So it's the pain. I mean, all of it was literally, it was all grueling and I would do it all over again because I love this show. And I just thought it was like a ridiculous opportunity. And I feel like if there was a show I would do art for, that would be the show. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. That's that would be the so, show. That it just made so much. It just aligned. Like I was like, what? Like I was it like, made all the sense in the world. Yeah. It's it's still I think because I think my body and my mind is still in the uh work phase. Like I'm trying to relax. I was it was like seven months, six to seven months straight every day editing stuff. Then I had to paint. I had to paint like eight different versions of the different characters. Then I had to paint two different backgrounds. Then I had to paint all these different little icons that are in the back of the painting. Then I had to paint the uh, actual font. Mm. It was just so, it was like, I was just like, and then I just got deadlines. Like usually everything's on my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so doing all of that stuff with these deadlines, even just to see it on TV because I was looking at it for months before it's on TV. So I'm just like, wow. It, it just seems, it actually seems surreal. It don't even seem real for real. So it's let crazy. Me, let me pull it up. We'll, we'll keep talking about it. Let me, for anyone on the video side of things. Nuts. Here we, here we go. Nuts. Nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> and it's nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And the fact that it was, the show dropped on my birthday was even crazier. I saw that, bro. That was really cool. I didn't find that out until it was coming out. <laughs> That's sick, bro. Yeah, no, that took that took a lot of work. You know, I'm glad people like it. I'm glad. I'm glad they like it. I mean, to me, in my mind, I honestly was stressed out because I was like, "What if I'm the guy that ruins Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> what if my art becomes a meme?" Because it's so terrible of a depiction of the character. Like, I was just stressed <laughs> out. I was thinking way too much about it. I know. So I'm just I'm su- I'm surprised that people like it because I had to look at it so long. I'm too close to it. I feel it. But it does. It's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Can, that I'm, I, I saw that. I was like, I was like, yo, there we go. Like my guy doing this, and I was like, and it just made so much sense. I was like, I don't. I could see another show hitting you, but I was like, yo, it just made so much sense. And I was just like, so I much. Like, sense. I know him. I was like, what? I was like, that's my so dude much. right there. It's, it's still nutty. But now, now I'm really, because I found out about something called the Clio Awards, where people win awards for making advertisements. All so nice. I could possibly win one, but I won't know till the fall. But now, part of me wants to just like, I want to make some ads, like not even for the tent. Just I, I like the idea of a competition. <laughs> I love it, man. You, it put you in this like fun corporate competitive space because you're you're in a situation where it's like there's there's like pressure now. It's representing a show that has so many messages. Yes. That has so much meaning to it. That has a lot of hidden messages that could be obvious to some, but then also like I could go in, I could make a whole episode about how the the episode means to me, but like, but you're using something that is going to be seen by so many. There's this pressure to it. But what I love about it, you, you went through that boot camp because it was probably the first time, you had to do anything like this, right? Where you, it was such a like heavy workload for yeah, one thing. To that level. 
yeah, nothing has nothing has ever been that heavy of a workload. So that's what I'm most appreciative of of the boot camp because that was yeah. that was a different kind of gym. So now I feel like now I feel like I know how to take my ideas to a whole nother level because I wasn't even putting that much energy into anything I was doing. That, and that's real. You saw what went into this like thing that's put, owned by a a big corporation, mm-hmm. but still in maintaining the personality of the creators, which I feel Atlanta has done extremely well. And and you saw the the hands on deck boot camp vibe. The war zone of creativity, where it, it wasn't like, "Hey, I, do, I freestyle, I go with the flow. People take it or leave it." Like it was like, "Nah, we want it like, we want you to do your thing, but we also kind of want a little bit like this, or we want take it a little like bit out of this." This, yeah, yeah. Change yeah. that tooth, lift that eye. <laughs> we want it like this, man. I know their faces so well. I almost feel like a creep. I know I know those characters' faces so well. I've drawn their faces so many different ways and times. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm proud of you, bro. That's a beautiful Thank thing. You. And um, you, man. I know, I know your your city's proud. Your your, your people are proud of you. And uh, I'm just happy to see uh, you know, you getting the love. And um, now to you to be at a place spiritually mentally where you're you understand your process you're still hungry for growth and you've taken all these lessons and now you're just becoming a better and better man bro and artist all along the way like it's it's just beautiful to watch bro thank you man it definitely was a feel like it was a uh initiation process like I want from a boy to a man. <laughs> like artistically, I feel like I'm on a yeah. Right. Because I had I feel like that that whole thing, it it forced me to understand my process. Like I have to have a process. Like I can't before I didn't I, I wasn't even sure about what my process was. I would just start things, just do things. With that boot camp, nah, my process had to be on point because I got to do this by a certain time because they got to get to this to there by a certain time so they can approve that over there by a certain time so that they can come back. To- nah. nah. <laughs> I understand. Now, I feel like, I don't know if, any, I, don't, I couldn't even really imagine nothing crazier than that art creative. <laughs> it's crazy. That's real. That was, that was different could imagine man now it's good like there's there's this pressure that we get from new frontiers and new challenges and new mountains and it's super uncomfortable but it, there's nothing like climbing that mountain and being on the other side or like crossing that bridge that you're super scared to look down from crossing like those, those are the most like memorable moments you know like those overcoming and taking those chances and, and like doing stuff, bro. Imagine how Kobe felt, bro. Like getting that fifth ring, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Or like Mm -hmm. LeBron going back to Cleveland. Yes. 
like those are epic moments like those yeah. are things that we replay like this is going to be a mo- this is a moment forever bro this is a moment and i'm just so happy to see you bro like be at this uh kind of this level where you're like perfect on the professional vibe mm-hmm. like full force and you know the ethic it takes but still be like you know what i still want to spend time with my family i still need to be just call my people just connect with them like bro, hearing that balance bro is, is just very inspiring important man because they they are real <laughs> like not that other things aren't real yeah but humans man uh in the last couple of years been to so many funerals and mm, yeah my i can't say it's haunting me i want to say it's haunting me i don't think he'll be mad if i said it was haunting me one of my cousins that passed he uh the last one of the last things he said to me the last time i seen him before he passed it's like man you killing it with the art stuff man keep going man you killing it with the art stuff man <laughs> so it's like it's it's very important for me to make sure i do the art stuff but make sure i stay in touch with everybody who's on this planet <laughs> That's so real, my brother. Yeah, bro, I, I just, you know, I love talking about the process. I love talking about the dreams. I love talking about understanding behind the scenes, bro. And, like, you know, you've given us so many gems, Um, you know, talking about, you know, what you went through, kind of, you know, not having the most to do as a kid and just using your imagination. Not being able to go to school because, you know, you you were working on being there for your mom. Mm-hmm. But still finding the time to educate yourself and, you know, really perfect and find your voice in the art. You know, and just you you were kind of about that boot camp life and like hitting the gym. I know we're using all these metaphors, but like I think they speak well for your approach. You were just zoned in, bro. That's the key. I'm also deeply inspired by hip-hop and comedians. Oh, yeah. And comedians always talk about getting those reps, like hitting the stage. You got to keep hitting the stage. You got to keep hitting the stage. You got to keep hitting the stage. I look at my art like that. Like, yeah, I'm competitive with myself in that way. Like, each piece is like a joke. And I don't want to repeat that joke anymore. I want to. I want to make another. One. I want to make another <laughs> one. different joke now. I want to make it. Yeah, it's all about those those reps. You gotta get those reps in. Yeah, man. Even if it don't, it ain't gonna feel good. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I I always say. Well, I've been saying a lot lately. There's so much power in pain. And yes. Like, just. Bro, there's times where I come home and my body is killing me, bro, from making stuff mm-hmm. all day. And I'm like, yo, I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, I could just take that Advil. I'll be, you know, that'll, that'll get me okay. And there's, mm-hmm. then there's time, and then there's the other Dave in me, like, bro, Dave, sit with it. Yeah, feel, feel it. Feel this, <laughs> feel, it. <laughs> feel this freaking pain right now, bro, because you, you prayed for this, man. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be sore from making stuff all day shipping yep. stuff to people you can't even pronounce their names 
Mm-hmm. Nope. You never met, but they mm-hmm. want what you you made, bro. Like, and then I'm like, all right, I'll sit. I'll sit in it. That's right. I feel it. You gotta feel it. And bro, how do you feel the next day? Stronger. Definitely feel way stronger. Your muscles. You feel are... like you got a, a, a ball of energy running through you. And that sleep just hits so different. It hit, it it feels like you earned it. Right. Sometimes you feel nasty if you, you just go to sleep and you ain't do nothing all day. <laughs> yeah, trust me, bro. I was literally just talking to my pops about it. My dad was like, if I, and I'm like, damn, this is where I get it. But he's like, if I sit home all day, like, I get, I feel like I'm sick or something. Like, there's something like wrong. Like, it feels like something's wrong. And I'm like, I was like, well, clearly I got this from you. And like, it's just, you want to make the most of your day. Yep. It's not about just working, 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 just nah. staying busy doing shit. It's like make the most of your day. Even if it's going mm-hmm. out. The other day, bro, I went to see one of my students do bowling. I went to my other boy's art show. That wasn't work. I was tired. Nope. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like being on the couch watching This Is Us. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna go. And it, mm-hmm. bro, they were I great. They were the best moments of last week. Yep. Pushing through that pain. You got push through that pain. Yeah. That was my day off. And I'm like, my day off could be a day filled with good memories. Mm-hmm. I'm sad some shit I'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> some real shit, bro. Bro, I love that your your Insta is yesterday night and we started the episode during the day and now here we are. That is night. fire. <laughs> I was seeing the metaphor. Hat. I was like, yo, that's crazy right here. That's fire. That wasn't even intended, but that's that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's crazy. That is that's going visually. That is fire. <laughs> then, bro. You know, I'm 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 happy we really got to talk. You know, we were always kind of exchanging quickly, supporting each other from the sidelines, you know, seeing each whatever mm-hmm. we do. I I feel like one of your cheerleaders. I'm I'm, I'm telling my girl. I'm like, yo, my my friend from Delaware. Like he's doing this in Atlanta. He, oh wait, he just did this. He's on. So like, it was good to just chop it up with you for over an hour. Thank you, really, man. really talk to the dude behind all this uh, work and, and of an artist. I met many artists that day, bro. And like, your journey, I've been the most connected to, um, from that day at Afropunk. So I'm really I'm really proud of you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that so much. Joy, show me so much love, man. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, man. Sincerely. Thank you. So, bro, you know, this was an amazing convo. You're always welcome back. Um, and, you know, I'm just, you know, keep shining your light. And um, any anything you could say to anyone out there with a dream, any message you could give them. Mm-hmm. Any message to somebody with a dream? Any message to somebody with a dream? What would I tell somebody with a dream? Right now, well, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Don't, I got nothing about. So I'd be like, just go to sleep. Sit down. <laughs> tell somebody with a dream. It's the typical thing to say. Don't give up. No, blah, 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 blah. Test if it actually matters. Write down a list of the things that you think it would take to make that dream come true and just start doing them and see if doing those things 
pushes you away from that dream. If they do, you got to find another dream. If they don't, just keep climbing that ladder of that list. Like, just keep working towards it. There's nothing, nothing to stop you. There are tons of things to stop you. There's going to be storms. There's going to be people who don't care about what you're selling. There's going to be people who just say no when you want to collab or whatever. There's going to be a million things. Man, you, you, you might get in a car accident. Your engine might explode or some shit. There's tons of things that are going to get in your way. But if the dream is valuable, none of those things matter. Love it, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. So for everyone tuned in, make sure to connect with my dude. His Instagram is yesterday night, and that's night spelt with N-I-T-E. I'm going to bring it up one more time. But yesterday night, I'm sure you're probably already connected, but you'll find him, connect with him, follow his journey, because I've seen this guy go from the last eight years and I've just seen nothing but evolution and growth. And, you know, here he is. You could just turn on Hulu and you'll see his art right there. Um, one of the illest shows of all time. Um, and my guy, as I, he dropped so many gems for you that I could rewind and play, drop bombs on like flex. <laughs> but he, he pointed out, you know, he, he, he schooled himself, even though he couldn't, you know, the school thing wasn't the right time for him, but he locked himself in and he just gave himself drills and like practice and practice and practice and practice and practice doing this, doing this. Like he stays balanced. He reaches out to his people and his community and his friends and family. He doesn't lose touch with the people that matter to him. And he makes sure he keeps his circle tight. Even though he didn't have much to do growing up, he found he used his imagination and the simple things in life, he was able to make the most out of his day with the simplest things. And he's taken that approach. He, he takes a hustler's approach to whatever he does. He accepts criticism and he doesn't let it stop him. And he continues to push himself beyond the limits and, and keeps learning along the way. So my, you know, my guy, if you made it this far, I'm sure you're probably going to go out and go follow your dreams now if you haven't already. <laughs> but as we say, don't stop dreaming. But that that's just for I say it, but when I say it, that means go out and go for something that matters to you. Like mm -hmm. my guy said, make sure to get some rest. Make sure to take care of yourself. You know, yes. it's not about work, 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 and no health, 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 health. Make sure you, you're good to yourself. You spend a lot of time with yourself. Say good things to yourself. Take care of yourself. Put good things in your mind and your heart and your body. So, brother, you're always welcome back. I can't wait. I'm definitely coming back, man. <laughs> Keep shining that light. And um, thank you all for tuning in. Don't stop dreaming, everyone.